How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced. Hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. I'm a teacher, mom to three toddlers, self-proclaimed French fry connoisseur, and a marketing and launch strategist to teachers. I'm answering all your burning questions about starting and growing an online business using your teacher genius. In these podcast meets magazine style episodes, I'll give you simple mindset shifts, business tips, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We're going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Hey, all right. Welcome to season three of the Teacher Hustle podcast. I am so excited to bring season three to you. I have to admit that because I'm a marketing strategist and I can talk openly about this, creating podcast episodes for two seasons was really exhausting. It was weekly content every single week, trying to come up with something to say, something significant, something life-changing, something that would move you and inspire you. And I loved doing it. But I'm so glad that I took breaks over the summer because it allowed me to digest and think and just spend time with my family and then restart in the fall. But this summer, as I thought about restarting season three, I kept getting stuck. What am I going to talk about? What am I going to say that I haven't said before? What about my listeners who listen loyally week after week? What am I going to say to them that they haven't heard before? How am I going to make this different than the other podcasts that are out there? Because I know you all have a lot to listen to and your time is valuable. How am I going to make it worth their time? And I kept getting stuck, stuck, stuck. And whenever I get stuck in my business, I give myself more space. So I sat with it some more. But I was still stuck. Nothing was coming to me. Usually as soon as I give myself space, the ideas come, but not this time. Then one week in late July when I really should have had some of my podcast episodes batched already, I was flipping through a magazine. Now, I love magazines. I always have. As a kid, I subscribed to American Girl magazine, Highlights magazine, I think National Geographic, like whatever my mom would get me, um, I wanted it. We would get those magazine fundraisers and I would ask her to order me every single magazine. I even subscribed to Parents Magazine when I was like in my 20s because I thought it would, you know, it gave me ideas for babysitting and teaching. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Food magazines, um, health magazines, interior design magazine, you name it. I love a good magazine. People magazine. Oh yeah, I'm into it. So it's flipping through a magazine. And I think what it is for me is that I'm just kind of impatient. So I like the quickness of a magazine article. It's you can read it, you can accomplish it, it's done. And it hit me. What if my podcast was like a magazine? What if instead of one long episode on a topic, we turned it into several meaningful, short, but purposeful segments? So I present to you the Teacher Hustle podcast meets the Teacher Hustle magazine. Now, the coolest part is this podcast episode will sound a lot like a magazine, but also there's a real magazine. 
I know. Exciting, right? So you can go to alyssamcdonald.com slash magazine to download your copy. And there's a whole bunch of bonus content in there. There's one magazine per month. And this month's theme is Money Mindset. So we'll have this episode with some segments all around money mindset and money. And then we'll have uh, a really amazing interview with an expert in the area of money mindset. I'm only releasing two podcast episodes per month, but those two podcast episodes are going to be fire, okay? I'm going to make sure that they're really good and worth your time. I'm choosing quality over quantity. And I know you're going to love these magazine issues. They're going to feature a lot of guests, a lot of people I've connected with. There's going to be giveaways inside the magazine. Uh, There's going to be other quick tips from me, challenges, journal pages. So definitely go to alyssamcdonald.com slash magazine when you're done listening to this episode or pause it right now and go grab it and grab the companion magazine for this month. Get your hands on it. If you're in Teacher Hustle University, it's already in your portal for you. And I hope you enjoy this unique blend of tips and tricks and listener questions and member interviews. I hope you love the style of podcasts for season three. I'd love to hear how you love it by leaving me a review or sending me a DM over on Instagram or sharing a screenshot of yourself listening. So welcome back and enjoy this podcast meets magazine. Two years ago, I was counting how many diapers we had left before we absolutely had to buy more. One entire paycheck and a half went toward daycare, while the other was paying my never-ending student loans. My deepest desire? A cordless vacuum. Seriously, I wanted a Dyson in the worst way. But when it came to how we'd spend an extra $400, the vacuum never quite made the cut. I told myself I was bad with money. Everyone else seemed to have it all together. Why couldn't I figure out how to buy a vacuum without feeling like I was ruining our budget? Here's the big secret I've learned since then. Money is neutral. No one is bad with money, just like no one is good with money either. How you interact with money and the emotions you assign to it can change absolutely everything. In this issue, we'll dive into all things money so you can start setting money goals and achieving them too. Now you know, I formally considered myself bad with money. Investing wasn't in my vocabulary, and I labeled myself an overspender a long time ago. As a teacher with a social worker for a husband, I figured we would always struggle to make ends meet. That all changed when I started my business and changed my money mindset. Notice I didn't say that all changed when I started making a ton of money. Sure, extra income does help, but it's the mindset that makes the real difference. So what's the very first time you remember noticing money? Was it something your family member said or did with their money? Was there a financial event that impacted your childhood? Most of us have a money story we've been telling ourselves for a long time based on what our childhood experience with money was like. The first step in changing your money mindset is noticing your money patterns, and that begins way back when. Now that we've done some digging into our past, let's take a look at where we are now. What are some of the thoughts you're telling yourself about money now? What are your habits around money? What do you wish you could change about your relationship with money? You may have to do some digging here. Do some money mindset meditations and try to uncover exactly what your subconscious is telling you to believe when it comes to money. 
Take a money inventory. Every time you think about money, look at your bank account, read a book about money, listen to a podcast about money, or talk with your significant other about money, notice what comes up for you. Are you approaching money with a scarcity mindset or an abundant mindset? Scarcity sounds a lot like my old way of thinking that I'm inherently bad with money or that I would always struggle because I chose the career path of teacher. (laughs) An abundant mindset takes a more open, spacious approach. With an abundance mindset, you might tell yourself there is an abundance of money in this world and you deserve to see that money flowing through you and through your business. Even if you have to say that a hundred times until you believe it, Changing your money story begins here with the story you tell yourself. Now, will a shift in your mindset magically change the way you interact with money? Of course not. It's in your daily awareness and your daily habits that the real change takes place. Now, you know I'm all about the action, so here are five ways you can shift how you interact with money right now. The first is with mantras. Fake it till you make it, seriously. Go find some positive affirmations around money and stick them on your wall in front of your desk and then repeat them daily. Second one is out and in. Part of understanding the flow of money is accepting that what goes out will come back in. How can you give back to organizations you care about by passing on some of the money that has come in through your business? Numbers. Know your numbers. Part of shifting your money mindset is facing your money. Set a date on your calendar each month to dive into your finances, setting goals, and tackling the hard stuff. Extra. Sometimes what feels like extra, like hiring a VA to help with our business or joining that program to learn more, actually opens us up to more money flow. You do you. Focus on your goals, dreams, and values. You'll see lots of entrepreneurs driving sports cars and buying mansions and showing them off on social media. Your goal can be to buy a cordless vacuum. It's your goal. Now here are some additional reads for you on the topic of money. The book Profit First by Mike Michalowicz is a really great read that we're going to dive more into in the next episode in this money series. And you're going to love the way that he helps you understand how you should separate out the money that flows into your business, helps you understand different percentages that should be allocated to different parts of your business, like saving for taxes, spending in your business, and uh, paying yourself. That's part of the important part of Profit First. If you don't want to read the book, but you want the shortcut, definitely tune in to the next episode where we're going to talk all about Profit First with uh, an expert on profit, profit First. Another great one is You're a Badass at Making Money. That book will give you the kick in the pants that you need to get your business going, get it off the ground, and start making money. If you want to listen to some more resources on money, There's an episode in season two of this podcast, the Teacher Hustle podcast. So go back, listen or re-listen to episode 25 with my money coach, Tess Wicks. She taught me everything I know about money mindset. Still a work in progress, but she is amazing. If you're inside Teacher Hustle University, which is my membership for teacher business owners, go to our summer camp series and watch the training that we had with my money coach, Tess Wicks. 
She dives into profit first and gives you all the formulas you need to set up your money in a way that makes sense for you. Time for a little listener Q&A. One of the podcast listeners asked, what's the best way to create content for our blog when no one is actually searching for our topic? This is a great question. So inside Teacher Hustle University, I teach the teachers that I work with to use keyword research to determine what their perfect person is searching for, and then to use that keyword research to write their blog posts. But sometimes when they go to do keyword research, nobody's looking for the topic that they're trying to match people up with. So when you're creating content, you really want to create content, especially for a blog, that teachers are going to be searching for. That is the key. That's the key to matching up your ideas with the exact people who need them. But you don't know what you don't know. If no one is actively searching for the topics that you want to talk about, we have to meet them where they are. So here's what you're going to do. Think about your perfect person. What are they actively looking for right now? If you're in Teacher Hustle University, check out our monthly content guides for each month's top searched items in the teacher world. I've already done the keyword research for you. I do it every month and drop it out to you in that guide. So make sure you go grab that. You can also just go to Pinterest and check out what's happening over there and get keyword ideas over there. That's a really easy way to do some keyword research. And then think about how can you tie in what they are actively looking for with what you want to teach about in the online space. So to give you an example, I have this game that I created for TPT. Now I, you all know if you listen to the podcast, I am not a TPT creator or TPT expert by any means. Marketing is my jam. Um, but I, I did in my day, in my heyday, did make a few things for TPT. And one of them was this game that I thought was just amazing. It was about the regions of the United States. My students loved it. Every fifth grade class in our school district like played the game, loved it. Uh, but the thing is that teachers just weren't searching for it because they didn't know about it and they didn't know how ama- amazing it was, right? So the other part is that um, I think that fifth grade teachers are not necessarily searching for the specific region of the U.S. that my game was about, but they maybe were going to search the phrase 50 states and capitals instead. So... How will I adjust that? Well, I give them what they want. And then I make sure it leads exactly where I want them to go next. So I'm going to give them an article on 50 states and capitals, and I'm going to be sure that that leads them straight to my game. And I fully explain how to play that game, what it looks like in action, and how much my kids absolutely love it. And there's Ken too. It's our first ever Teacher Hustle University crew member lightning round interview. I have, I think, six or seven questions. I gave the crew member just two minutes or under to answer each question. I am going to fire the questions away. And I want to thank Sally for being the first to take this challenge on. And I hope that you will take some inspiration and learning away from Sally's responses to these lightning round questions. So here we go. Sally, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Hi, my name is Sally Graham-Bethman. I am the owner and founder of The Little Music Corner, and I bring early childhood music and movement classes to kiddos ages zero to six. What was your motivation for starting your business? 
oh, my motivation for starting this business was externally the pandemic. Um, it was a particularly awful quarantine day. I was feeling particularly lifeless in quarantine. And I went for a walk with my husband and he kind of said to me, hey, remember when you got you know, certified to teach those early childhood classes? Would you ever want to do that? Maybe you could do that on Zoom. Maybe you could do that online. And I was like, you know what? I probably could do that online. And so then that spark turned into a flame. I went for it. I came up with a name and I had a logo. It was crazy. I just put it out there and people responded really positively. So I continued. I couldn't bring myself to give it up when the school year started. Um, that was back in June 2020. Then school year starts. I couldn't bring myself to give it up. I loved running the business and being a teacher. I just loved it so much. So I couldn't stop. I did not want to stop. I just wanted to continue. And it's very funny because in college, I had this feeling my senior year after being very certain what I wanted to do with my life. Um, going out of college was going to be, you know, jump right into public school and be a public school music teacher. Now I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do my senior year of college. I was just so confused. I never thought that entrepreneurship would land in my lap, but I've honestly been so thankful because it is just so perfect. It's exactly what I need to be doing. I, I think I have a really great personality for it. So I'm so thankful for it. And yeah, that was my motivation to start. Awesome. All right. Tell us your biggest struggle you had to overcome in business. The biggest struggle that I've had to overcome in growing a business was a learning about marketing because I did not have any clue about that. Um, and then B was reframing the way that I look at social media. I very much grew up and came out of the generation that had, you know, had phones like mainly in high school and social media was kind of just this way of um, appearing to be perfect online. And I always felt like I was unworthy to post things on Instagram. If you look at my personal Instagram, there is about, I would say, five posts on there because I never feel like I'm good enough to post on there. So when I was told, okay, now I need to have a presence of myself, my real self online, that was hard for me to start doing. And then eventually I had just had to realize like, you know, these people hit follow or they hit like or whatever because they want to hear from me. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be real. And that has been um, the biggest challenge for me is to really hang on to that. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be real. Um, so I really try to put that out there, especially in my social media is just real. It's just real me. It's real Miss Sally. It's real. It's real me and what I do um, and the way that I teach. And yeah, and that has been my biggest struggle so far. Okay, this is my favorite question. If you could pinpoint one thing that changed the trajectory of your entire business, what would it be? I think the thing that changed my business the most was when I stopped asking for permission to do things. Um, I very much am a words of affirmation person. I feel like I need permission or I need to get, you know, the correct lines of approval to do everything. Um, I think after I stopped doing that and figured out ways that I could do things that I want to do. If I wanted something, I would figure out a way to, you know, get that email of that person or figure out how to get my name in there. 
um, and just do it. Yeah, that was that was the biggest thing. My mom like drilled this quote into my head as a kid. Um, it was hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. So I know that there is something special I've been given with the ability to teach young children and the passion for music to teach young children. Um, but if I don't put in the work to do it, then there's that just goes to waste. So that was drilled into me as a child who grew up in dance and theater arts and those kind of, those kind of mediums. Um, there was always, you know, there was always somebody else there to take, to take your spot if you didn't want to work hard for it. Um, so I have just, yeah, I've been working, I've been working my tail off to do this. Um, thankfully with the help of lots of people, I joined, I've joined several online communities. I've taken courses and courses and courses. I've, you know, hours and hours of podcast listening, just books. I've read tons of books. I joined the THU crew um, to really get my marketing strategy down. And all of that, all that hard work has been what's put me here today. You know, I had to ask this one. You're part of Teacher Hustle University. It's a community of like-minded teachers doing amazing things with their business. What do you love most about THU? My favorite part of being a THU member is the fact that it is a community, the Teacher Hustle University membership, and then there's a community of people there to support you. And as someone who values the input of other people and someone who values, you know, people just in general and their experiences, that has been invaluable. If I have a question about something that's beyond my level currently, I can either either go easily to Alyssa or to just to the THU page and it's answered. It is answered for me generously and in minutes because everybody's, you know, everybody's from all over. Um, we all, you know, we all support each other. Plus, I mean, Alyssa's content is so easy to understand. You know, you maybe I may, I've had to watch a couple videos a few times, but that's okay because, you know, it's easy to absorb because learning as a teacher, learning from another teacher just makes total sense. And I mean, we've all done it. We've all sat in PD in professional development where it's it's been someone who hasn't been a teacher or they've or they've not taught in a long time and they don't they don't they don't know how to speak our language. Alyssa knows how to speak our language and everyone else in that in that crew knows how to speak teacher talk, which is so nice because we get in there, we get it done and we get out. That's and that's how teachers get it done. So that has been the biggest the biggest help of being part of THU. Thank you for that. The THU community is the best. Now, if teachers want to connect with you, where can they find you? If teachers want to connect, I am on Instagram and Facebook at at the Little Music Corner. Um, And then my website is www.thelittlemusiccorner.com. Okay, the last question is your chance to ask me a question. So go ahead, ask me anything. Hey, Alyssa, I would like to know... One, what makes the best Instagram bio? How can I optimize my bio? And two, which kind of French fries are superior French fries? Okay, I love these questions. Okay, lightning round. I am setting my timer for two minutes so I don't go over it. Your Instagram bio, or really any bio for that matter, needs to give a very clear picture about who you are, and how you can help the person who's reading. Because it's not really about you. Your bio is not actually about you. It's about how you can help the person who's reading that bio. It's about helping them make a decision 
if they want to follow you or not? Can you help them solve a problem that they have? Or can you inspire them or teach them something? Will they find value from your account? And the way you can do that is by including a statement about exactly what you do. And so in my bio, it's something like um, simple, innovative marketing strategy, marketing and launch strategy for teachers. So it tells exactly who it's for and what they're going to find on that account. Uh, Remember that also, especially on Instagram, your highlights are valuable real estate. They are part of your bio. People can see them without having to scroll at all. So your highlights are another place where you can tell the story of your brand. Also, your handle or your business name really tells the story of your brand as well. Um, If you named your business five years ago and you named it Pretty Pink Flowers and you're like, oh no, that's really not very clear. Uh, That's okay. It just means the messaging in your bio has to be 10 times more clear than someone whose handle explains what their business is. If it's like math workshop girl is the handle, then we already know what that person does and we don't even have to read their bio. I've got 30 seconds to tell you about the best fries. Okay, so I've tried pretty much every fry. I've never met a fry I didn't like, but the best fries are found alongside really good craft beer. Wherever there is good craft beer, there's usually a really great fry. It's maybe got like a really nice dipping sauce, some Parmesan over the top. They're like those brown crispy ones. They're perfect. Perfection. So if you're looking for a good fry, go find a good beer. Okay, so here's the coolest part about season three. Every month, we're releasing a companion magazine for our podcast episodes. So this month's magazine is all about money mindset. And if you want to go and download it, actually look at some of this information laid out and keep it and take notes. It's all yours in magazine format, in all its magazine glory. I love magazines. If ever I can really get it printed and get it in your hands, I would love to do that. But for now, this was the most inexpensive way to do it. It was to do it digitally. When you download your magazine, you will find all sorts of bonus content. First of all, you'll find the content that was in today's podcast, plus the next episode's uh, guest interview, all laid out inside the magazine. Plus, you'll get access to bonus content like a journal prompt, a wellness tip, a design tip, another bonus interview, a challenge of the month, and a giveaway, a special giveaway just for magazine viewers. It is a money-themed prize pack, just to give you a quick hint. You're also going to find my hot take, which is my opinion on a hot topic. This month, I'm talking about Instagram and how they have moved away from being a photo-sharing app. I'll tell you my thoughts on that, which may be a little different than what you expect. So to get the magazine, you're going to go to alissamcdonald.com slash magazine to download it. If you're in Teacher Hustle University, you'll find the magazine inside your monthly membership on the member recap page. You'll be able to flip through it there. Don't forget to DM me, Teacher by Naptime, on Instagram with your listener questions so that I can answer them on the next podcast. And of course, please review this podcast. We so appreciate every review. We will be reading some of the reviews out loud in episodes this season. And so we really need you to please snap a photo, share, review, whatever you can do to spread the word. 
If you have a teacher friend who's looking to start an online business or grow their online business, please share this podcast with them if you think they will find it helpful. Hope to see you in the next episode, and I hope you enjoy this new format of season three. Thank you.